Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hey, and today we are joined by our special guest and bud, who's been on the show before for our first Create a Haunt episode, and that is our bud and co-host of the Remember the Arts podcast, Tommy Valley, a.k.a. Tommy Diamonds, a.k.a. Tommy Ramona Flowers, a.k.a. Tommy Snatch Your Girl. <laughs> snatching something up. I don't know. A.k.a. Tommy Knuckles. A.k.a. AKA Soft Boy Tom. <laughs> Soft Boy Summer Boys. Let's Tom, do it. welcome back. Sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure every episode Tom's been on, we just talk about how he has a hundred nicknames. <laughs> That's right. Tommy Valley, welcome back, bud. It's a pleasure to be back. Thank you so much. And yes, I am the uh, co-host of the podcast, Remember the Ots. You can find that on all the places where podcasts are found, including a YouTube channel, which gets hit with a copyright every day. <laughs> Tom, talk a little bit more about your uh, your podcast. Like, what, 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 do, what yeah. do you guys cover? What's it all about? We do... Pop culture breakdowns of all things from the aughts, the you know the ten years, the two thousands. Sometimes we cheat a little bit, go a little before, a little after, because that transitional period between like nineteen ninety eight to two thousand ten does kind of encompass a lot of things that are very aughts. You know, anything from music. We're on our one hit wonder series right now, where we're just about to drop our uh, teenage dirtbag episode. That one I'm okay. very proud of. Um, okay. We've done a couple. What exactly of is a teenage dirtbag? <laughs> you know the song by. It's actually um fun fact. That song that that word I think came about. I'm pretty sure it probably has an earlier origin, but it really, for my purposes on this episode, came about during the summer of '84 when you had Dave will remember this story. Ricky Cuso on Long Island who murdered his friend, and then also we had Richard fucking Ramirez murdering okay. a bunch of people so heavy metal became a synonymous with drug user you know drug user you know piece of shit dirt bag so <laughs> sure so that that that's where it comes from interesting stuff interesting stuff tom definitely and definitely go find them on uh, on your favorite uh, podcast platform and shout outs to tom's co-host courtney yes who we have to get on this show eventually yes we do we have to uh, we have to get her on for a, a, a topic. I would yeah, love to should... have Courtney on. It, it would have been cool to have both time, you guys yeah. on in this episode too. So yeah, maybe next next year when we do a, a, another create a haunt episode. Oh, she, that'll be interesting because sure. she does not like haunts, and that's one of that the funny. Interesting. That's one of the funny things about our our podcast. I'm the horror guy who loves a lot of these things. I'm the guy that grew up in new metal. I'm the guy that can you know recite entire albums and recite entire plots of the Freddy versus Jason movies and Courtney's <laughs> like I have no interest in any of that I love that I love that Tom said he grew up in new metal and all I could picture was the singer of uh who sings that who sings that song David whatever his fucking faces that's disturbed oh disturbed. god man. I, I just terrible. picture the singer of disturbed holding Tom like as a little kid or having having his arm around him as being growing growing up into new metal. So oh, good for you, Tom. That's good it, Tom. You. Tom, your new nickname is uh is Tommy New Metal. That's Tommy it. New has there to be it is. Tommy N U N U Metal. Tommy New Metal. That's it. Going I forward. Dig it. <laughs> I dig it. So now on the topic of Create a Haunt, 
If you didn't listen to our previous episode from 2020, Create a Haunt, it's basically us creating a fictional haunted house. Um, The three of us always go to haunted attractions together. We love haunted attractions. It's a vital part of Halloween. You guys would would agree with me, right? Absolutely. And this is just kind of a fun way to imagine what it would be like if Haunted Hangover was in charge of a haunt. Now, we don't know what the other has come up with, which is the fun part of this because it could be a crazy amalgamation of insane shit. (laughs) which it usually is (laughs) now last year we allowed ourselves to use some ips from some of our favorite movies video games etc this year none of that is allowed so we have to come up with our own ideas that can be it can be influenced by existing property property but can't outright mention anything familiar or in pop culture shit okay. like that basically come up with your own goddamn concept we can't rip off <laughs> anything that we've seen in a movie or video game uh which you and i did tom yes last we year. did dave didn't <laughs> nope so well one of my one of my rooms was original the second one was inspired by a movie yes and yours were both inspired by video games mm-hmm. before we jump into the 2021 Haunted Hangover's House of Terror. We never came up with a name for what our fictional haunted house would be, so that's just what I'm going to call it. Um, Definitely go back and listen to last year's episode because it was a lot of fun. We had a good time doing it, and it's something different. You know, creating your own haunt, from what I hear, is very difficult, very expensive, time-consuming, and insane. So this is just kind of our way of being big kids and doing that. So, let's get into it. (laughs) All right, so let's set the tone. Let's say we have uh, three people in our uh, made-up group. What, what What should we name them? You guys have any names? I'll pick one. Mary Jane. That, that's, one of, that's one of the, uh, the girls in our group. Tom, what, what's a name for a, a, one of our fictional characters that's going to be walking through this haunt? Jenny. All right, Dave, what's the last one? Ned. <laughs> oh, Ned. So we've got Mary Jane, Jenny, and Ned. And right now, they're standing outside of Haunted Hangover's House of Terror. They're waiting in line, anticipating walking into this, this spooky haunted attraction. And that'll lead them into Tom's first room. Now, I know last year we designed each one a room, but sometimes we took liberties to make the room bigger, to kind of encompass. But I figured mine, this is a perfect intro because it's outdoor-based, and it's okay. like maybe the lead-up to the haunt itself. But my room, or the first... Um, haunt I've titled It's Escaped It begins in a long stretch of woods where there is a cage that was presumably either some type of government experiment or something that's in a locked cage that's been torn apart with just barely recognizable human remains scattered across the wreckage 
And I really wanted to emphasize the anticipation and fear of walking, knowing that something is around you, but it not showing up. And you have to kind of make your way to safety, knowing that it's lingering. Uh, you walk down this path. It's a lot of, you know, stereo sounds around you of just the woods, but then subtle cries of something haunting, something growling, but you don't know where it is. And you make it, you go down, uh, maybe just to startle people at halfway point, a half-eaten corpse will maybe drop from a tree to kind of startle you, but not break the tension because it's not there yet. You're still building up anticipation. You approach the facility or the main house, and you're like, all right, this is where the safety is. I got to go inside. You go inside. There's this false sense of security with these lights, but then all of a sudden you hear the crash. The light shatters, and the strobe light effect kicks in. And in a perfect world with a large budget, a beautifully designed animatronic werewolf comes out from the left and just has this thunderous raw and almost overwhelms the crowd. An easy, like, set eight, you know, eight feet tall werewolf animatronic comes in with this that final punch, that, that scare that you've been waiting the whole time for. And that is the end of the room. So my room is actually an outside, air quotations, room as well. And it is called Swamp Romp. And this is my description of Swamp Romp. It's murky, gloomy, and dirty. You walk into an abyss. The room is filled with dark greens and oranges. Rotted tree trunks and slime abound. Obviously, they're not real rotted tree trunks, but you get the gist. The lighting looks like a sunset, and the trees, air quotations, shroud the lighting so that it's just barely visible. Atmosphere is what fuels this room, and honestly, it doesn't need much more than that. If there are any actors in this room, probably a few people dressed in ghillie suits ready to bring you into the filth. That is... <laughs> that is the swamp room. You know, I always liked rooms that, that kind of... That, that recreate outside settings. Yeah. Because a lot of haunted houses usually take a room and just go with the room and make it an indoor setting. I do appreciate something recreating an outside setting because you don't see it often. So, um, I, you know, I wanted to, you know, and also swamps, just like the, the visual I get when I hear, like when I think of the word swamp is just like, so you have doom metal playing and then you just have this freaking heavy, just musty air and dark reds and greens and just, nothing good's happening in a swamp so that's 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 my swamp romp you know it's funny dave is that you spent uh having an indoor haunt replicate outdoor it, it adds to that like beautiful campiness like watching an old 50s movie definitely. where like 100%. they're definitely they're on a sound stage that looks like outside like plan nine from outer space <laughs> yeah but like remember chamber of horror did that but they did it with snow yes. they recreated snow and that was really cool that was very cool. Yeah, I've always liked when haunted attractions mimic exterior locations indoors. Yeah. There's just a certain, like, it's very, it's obviously like a faux setup. But with Dave's room, what's cool, what's cool about it is, like, like again, the moss, the grime, the dirt. I could see our three fictional characters walking through it and just being kind of confused at, at, at not knowing if they're indoor or outdoor, considering your room, Tom, was outdoor. So 
Ooh, that would be a nice kind of imagine that. We'll go into that a little more later on towards the end. So room number three is titled The Wake. So our group enters this room. Once inside, it's completely pitch black. The group walks further into the room as large painted skeletons start to illuminate the walls with no exit in sight. A loud, unnerving hum starts to fill the room, leading to a loud bang that cues another few seconds of darkness. So imagine, like, you you hear this pitch, and you're seeing all these skeletons glowing, and that's what's illuminating the room. And then this this high-pitched kind of hum stops, and that bang cues the room to go dark again. Small lights in the room turn on, illuminating 10 coffins, each one with a large, creepy photograph of someone from the 20s, very much in the style of a real wake. A powerful voice fills the room, instructing our group to open the coffins and find an exit. Now, during this part, our group takes turns opening the coffins. Each coffin contains corpses and creatures, some of which subtly come to life by either opening their eyes or slowly raising their arms. So, like, these monsters and creatures and corpses don't attack or jump scare you. They kind of just slowly come to life, just enough for the person to close the coffin again. Eventually, one of the members in the group opened the correct casket, leading to a slide which takes you into the next room. You know, I was, you know, it's funny. I was hoping and I had thought about this while thinking of my rooms and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can incorporate these into it, which I'm sure I could have, but I'm very happy that you, you included a slide because (laughs) I don't think I've ever been in a haunted house where I've had to go on a slide. Yeah. I think I have always wished that something like that would happen. So I think um I love that. The, I think the Bayville Firehouse had something like a slide back. Yeah, you know what? You're right, Tom. I think they did, and unfortunately, yeah. they fucking closed. They they were completely. For those who are not familiar in the New York area, there's the Bayville Theme Park, which we have our opinions about, but whatever. That's that's available. But back in the day, not even back in the day, like literally, I think the last year it did it was 2013. They um no not I mean, even a long time ago. Yeah, well, 2000, I would say the last year it operated was 2012, and it was the local county fire department ran a haunted house that they just built upon every year and made this incredible, like, incredible experience. It was like an adventure more than it was a haunted house, and, like, there was, like, makeshift elevators you had to go through, you had to crawl. Yeah, it was really cool. It was, and unfortunately, Hurricane Sandy kind of destroyed the firehouse, and they haven't been able to come back from it since. So... For also just to add, they kept the haunted house decorated because it was in the basement mostly, so that's why it got ruined. Mm, that makes sense. Sandy fucked yep. everything up. Yeah. Going yeah. back to the whole slide thing though, and and I think I mentioned it um, in our urban legends Halloween urban legends episode. But again, remember I told you I always heard that urban like that urban legend of you sliding like in a haunt down a slide. And then it leading you to like uh, like a bunch of bodies. 
yeah. shit. Yeah, but that wasn't real. Like, it was just an urban myth I always heard that, like, there's this haunt that you slide down and it just leads you to, like, corpses. But I don't think that's true. <laughs> so You know, wh- whenever I think about a slide, I always think about nothing but trouble. When yeah. Chevy Chase goes down the slide and he ends up, I think yeah. he's like, he ends up like next to a hole in the wall and he sees Dan Aykroyd's character taking his nose off. And then oh. Demi Moore goes down the slide and she's like in like a thing of dolls or rubber, yeah. rubber duckies or something. And I always was like, oh man, that looks so fun to do. Like just to go down like a slide, like a secret compartment in a house. Like I always wanted to do that. That, that movie, they're basically in a haunted attraction, which is amazing. Yeah, so. it's amazing. Yeah, you know what? That, that should be like a like a universal. What, what, what is it called? The one that you go to a lot. Halloween of Horror Nights. The heart that they should one hundred percent do that house. That would be an a, a automatic win. This one is a little bigger, a little more experimental, and I apologize if it's, if I constructed it to take up an entire floor. <laughs> That's fine. But this this one's called the New Haunt Experience. The setup is initially this a warm, bright, welcoming environment with cliche little haunted things here and there. And the storyline pitched to you is that you've been invited to an early preview of a new haunted house experience. At face value, it's very typical cliche haunted house. You were told that for in for participating in the experience. You get a free admission and a cash prize so long as you rate and review the haunt. Now you are brought to a waiting room that's all white, almost like a science lab, like creating this weird disconnect between like a fun experience and this weird, like almost scientific like environment. But then the lights get shut down and you are shoved into the next room that is pitch black. And on the speakers, on the overhead audio system, Someone says, you must find a flashlight in the room and then use that to get to the next room. Once you enter the main attraction, which is the room beyond where you are, you will have to solve puzzles to try and escape the floor. Meanwhile, there is a pursuer after you. And you the whole point is to try and crack the puzzles. I would say maybe four puzzles. You know, there's three guests. Each one could take one, but there's like a unanimous puzzle at the end that they have to get through. They have 30 minutes to complete this before getting completely locked in. And it's a, the floor is this very decrepit old looking house. The puzzles range from basic like hole in the wall puzzles, trying to, con, you know, you look for number clues on the walls to unlock locks to kind of gross things like, like reaching for a key in a toilet, like very much pushing the boundaries of your comfort zone with the anxiety looming overhead that there is somebody walking around the floor trying to find you and you have to try and solve these puzzles and do these gross things as quietly as possible it's very much like an escape room it's kind kind of of like an escape room because what always i love escape rooms what bothered me is that it's the perfect setup for a scare Mm -hmm. like not even just like a jump scare but like the anxiety of knowing somebody is coming yeah. And you have to, like, even with the first one, there, I love playing with the idea of the anxiety of there's something there mm-hmm. and you don't know where it is and you're trying to get the safety before it gets you. And this is pretty much like you're trapped in this decrepit location. You have to escape and there's somebody walking the halls looking for you. You know, I also think that 
uh, escape rooms kind of go hand in hand with haunted houses. You know, they're, of course. they're, yeah. they're it's, you know, it's, it's an adventure in a way. So, you know, to me, cause anytime you go to a haunted house again, it's like an adventure, like, Oh, what's going to happen in this haunted house? It's mm-hmm. the same shit with escape rooms. So I think that I, I, I do like the, 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 the meshing of the two. I agree. I agree. Quick question, Tom. What yeah. is the, uh, uh, the person? What is it? Do you find out? Is it just a shadow? Like what's, what's stalking you in this room or this floor technically? Well, this one is more grounded in reality. Okay. I kept thinking of really creepy urban legends and copy pastas about the internet and the dark web and, mm-hmm. you know, somebody creating like a really fucked up red room experience. And in okay. my mind, I'm like, because it the whole it's played off like an experience like the the facade that you get into is it's a typical haunt that you you know you're invited to preview and then it becomes something much more sinister so i imagine it would just be a prototypical you know scary looking person who is committing horrible acts in a red room and that leads to this more grounded fear like oh this is someone who could come get me this is someone mm. who while I'm trying to flee, can get me. The first one's much more mythical and otherworldly and uncanny. Mm-hmm. This one's much more grounded in this weird anxiety of like, I'm in this bad situation and I have to get out before I am caught. Well, my second room is titled Steam Hiss. And this one was inspired, well, is inspired by my very first dream that I can remember. And I'll get into that a little bit after this, but here it goes. So this room is filled with steam fog, steam slash fog, and the walls are lined with pipes spewing steam in the room with HR Geiger looking structures. If budget allowed, I'd also bring in a giant garbage truck and have it parked with its headlights on and line that with pipes and Geiger-esque stuff as well. It's hot and sweaty, and it would make sense if Boy Harsher was playing in the background. Once again, this room relies on atmosphere. A good atmosphere can certainly be enough, but hey, if there are a few one-eyed cyborgs with drill arms roaming around, that's still fun too. <laughs> I do like this. <laughs> I do like how you added a uh, um, Boy Harsher playing in the background. Yep. <laughs> oh 100% because when I listen to them like literally when I listen to them it just reminds me of being in like a sweaty alleyway like I at agree. 2 in the morning and to me that just felt like what this room you know kind of kind of feels like and uh, it's kind of like you know it's it's kind of like this it's like a fucking bad dream that's really what it's like and again it, it, this it's is a little reminiscent of Alien I feel like yeah, a little well, HR so, Geiger steam liquid, you know? So uh, do you, I'm going to get into, I'm just going to explain it to you now. Mm-hmm. Um, this room. So my, my, the very first dream I could remember, and I don't know why this has stuck out to me my whole life was, and this is before I ever seen anything that was related to HR Geiger. I, I must've been five or six years old. Um, I had this dream where I was in this, this, it was very crypt looking, like like cavernous Mm -hmm. and it was all steam and it was all pipes and there was these giant garbage trucks that look like hr geiger created Mm. them and i just remember being in this room and it was really fucking wild do you remember the level in streets of rage 2 where you go to the carnival yeah and then you're in this that's what it looked like 
when you fight like, that like was, Freddy Krueger type dude at the end, right? Yeah, there's there's yeah, a whole yeah. bunch. Yeah, there's a whole bunch yeah. of things in there. There's yeah. like cobwebs. There's just the it, heads it, that very, move. Remember that head yeah, you fight? Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> so you know that's yeah that's that's basically what this room stems from. And then like you know, cyborgs, drill arms. You know, I'm I'm into that too. So the last room is titled the ritual. Our group enters this room, which is very dark, but lit with a red light, a single red light. This red light shines on a large homemade pentagram. Imagine it being like uh, painted using spray paint. So very, very amateurish pentagram on the floor. In the center of that pentagram is a boombox or a ghetto blaster playing a very slow post-punky type song like something along the lines of day of the new of the lord by joy division you know that song mm-hmm. of course some something along those lines whispers from the darkness tell the group to slowly approach the pentagram and stand on each point of the star so there's three people in our group mary jane ned and jenny so each one of them have to stand at a point in this star. Several hooded figures emerge from the darkness and place black velvet bags over their heads. The figures gently tell the group to sit down and then lay down on the floor. After doing this, the post-punk song stops and a quiet fills the room for a few seconds. All of a sudden, screams and moans of pleasure are heard. Someone begs not to be killed. The sound of a knife cutting into someone is heard. Loud satanic chants start to fill the room, getting more and more intense. The group begins to feel blades touching their legs and arms, and these terrifying like sounds continue. So imagine you can't see anything. You're just hearing all this debauchery and all of this craziness just laying on the floor. You know you're laying in a pentagram. An undisclosed figure slowly approaches each individual in the group. Keep in mind, each person in our group doesn't know that the other one has experienced the same thing. This figure approaches them, goes up to their ear, and tells them they won't let anything happen to them. They're lifted up and pushed into a dark hallway, their bags quickly removed, and they discover the rest of their group around them confused small red lights lead them down a hall exiting our haunted attraction all right guys so let's let's do a quick recap of of each one (laughs) i know we just went through them um so tom what was the first one it was uh it's escaped and that's where there's a group of people in this room there's some sort of creature you Mm -hmm. don't know what it is and you never fully see it. It's technically a werewolf is what you were It's going a werewolf. With. Yeah, yeah. Now, our group going through that, it's all about just paranoia, I'm guessing, because of... Most of it is just them walking through the tight woods, this tight path with just scattered bits of human yes. remains, unrecognizable, knowing that whatever did this came from the cage at the front, the, the reveal at the front, letting you know, like... There's something big, there's something violent, yeah. and it is out there. And you are trying to get to the end of this road before it gets you. And there's just that 
looming fear and subtle noises in the mm -hmm. background of it coming through. So like you said, like a lot of anxiety and paranoia was the motivation for this one. I do like how you like not foreshadow because if you ever been to like Universal Studios and you ever been on like one of those rides, they always kind of like show like the aftermath of a previous attack and then you yeah. walking through it and then finally seeing what caused that attack. So I do yeah. like that. Now, what was the inspiration for this? Huh? Like what inspired you? I, it doesn't mean it was a movie or anything. Yeah, but yeah, just yeah. What was Honestly, the inspiration? There was two main things. One was, I'm not going to lie, the, the most recent Resident Evil game. Those werewolves <laughs> were terrifying. What a surprise. But, like, you, if you start the game off doing just that, you, you something happens, you're left in the woods, and you have to get to safety, and it's just dark. Okay. Dark, it's cold, and you mm -hmm. hear things all around you, and it's incredibly eerie and mm -hmm. anxiety-inducing, and I loved that. But then what really also got me what really inspired this was also the Jurassic Park ride in yeah. Universal <laughs> because it's just like that. It starts off like super cool yeah. you're on the, the water log and you see the animatronic dinosaurs. I also love animatronics. I feel like one done right. They're genuinely terrifying oh, and dude. overwhelming. They hit this uncanny feeling and you start to see everything. But then all of a sudden you see the emergency alarms yeah. go off. You see the velociraptors have escaped. But you don't see any Velociraptors, yeah. and then you start to you start to go up the ride, yeah. and then it drops you. Like you see the T Rex, it comes right at you, and then you drop as yeah. it's coming at you. That's that's what really inspired this idea. That's the vibe I got from your first room because I I love the Jurassic Park ride. By the way, I've been on it. A it's the times. best ride. It's great. Yeah. It's a little it's a little dated now. Like it could be it could use some freshening up. But again, like I said before, I, I could see how a, a Universal ride or attraction inspired you because i feel like all amusement park rides specifically in like universal studios or disney it's usually like oh it's supposed to be this big happy experience you're going through and then something goes wrong and it's usually foreshadowed in some way and in that yeah. case i think in the universe if i remember correctly the jurassic park ride you're bumped by like another dinosaur the like boat you're in and then it knocks you off course, and then it just so happens that you lo the, the park loses power, and that's when all the carnivores yeah, emerge and, uh, and try to eat you and stuff. Yeah, so the, I do like that. Whole... I do like that you use that as a as a, a, a very loose inspiration. Yes. So that that's really cool. So, on the topic of theme park rides, right now, I'm going to go off on a tangent for a second. <laughs> there is a ride. I'm not sure if it's still there. It was still there when I was there like 10 years ago, but it was called, uh, in Bush Gardens, it was called Escape from Pompeii. Mm. And what it was, was, you know, and I remember when the ride just opened too, because I had gone to, I was in Bush Gardens also when it had just opened up. So it's like one of those, like, you know, it had a gimmick where you go mm. in a boat and you go up and you're in like this Parthenon, you're in this yeah. like... It's in the Italian section. It's in the Italy section of Bush Gardens. Yeah. And you go and you're, you know, you're in this cave and, you know, columns are falling and there's, yeah. you know, everything's going wrong and there's fire and shit. You know, the fire's pretty, pretty yeah. crazy. I've been on it. Um, it's great. Oh, you've been on it. Yeah. 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 I so have there been. you go. So yeah. you, you know what it is. It's, it's yeah. just a cool ride. Like rides like that are, are really cool. Yeah. Those are the best rides where you're just on them and some shit goes down. It's yeah. like technically in the storyline of the ride, you're like on it, 
you're supposed to be like mesmerized by all this beautiful stuff and then oh shit something's gone wrong i feel like every like every really highly like themed attraction is like that and and again going back to your to your room tom honestly all of our all of our rooms could kind of you know work in that realm but like i could see how that like jurassic park the ride the pompeii ride like dave just said like you can you can tell how that the foreshadowing um in your room with the werewolf and i in my mind i was thinking american werewolf in london type of werewolf like on all fours and all that in your specific room that's how i pictured i didn't picture yeah, like yeah. A, a, a wolf man another ride that uh it like reminds me of is like the jaws ride like when you see like you turn yes. you see the boat sinking and you know some shit is going wrong and then jaws appears and tries to eat you like yeah i love I, that. that's I, just I, typical I, theme yeah. park nonsense like storytelling and and that's yeah. what's great about just like like I wish more haunted attractions in real life incorporated that. I don't think many do. You know, there are some yeah. I've been on that that do have that tor- type of element, but I they they should incorporate more of that storytelling because it's it's fun. Imagine a walk through Jurassic Park haunted house. That'd be fucking crazy. That'd be amazing. You know? That'd be amazing. <laughs> that fucking dinosaurs Hell running yeah. out at you, trying to eat you and shit. T Rex comes out. That'd be fucking crazy. I'm surprised yeah. Universal hasn't done that yet. I think they had one haunt like many years ago that took place in the area of Jurassic Park. And we are going off on a huge tangent right now, but I remember like the the dinosaurs were supposed to be like mutated with people. So it wasn't really in the realm of Jurassic oh, Park. Yeah. It was just like mutated zombie, not zombies, dinosaurs that are like yeah. a cross between human zombie and and dinosaur. So well, well, fun fact: one of the original pitched ideas for Jurassic Park Four was to have human dinosaur yes. hybrids. Yeah, that would have been There's stupid. Like, <laughs> it, it, there was some old concept art of it, and it was uh, weird. It would have. I would definitely. That would. That sounds more like Carnosaur yeah. than it does Jurassic Park. <laughs> All right, Dave. <laughs> Carnosaur's great. <laughs> All right, Dave. Uh, what was the uh, the inspiration for your first room? So wait, what what was the name of it again? The first one. Swamp Romp. Swamp Romp. And in this room, our ca- our our three people wander through a interior recreation of right. a grimy, gloomy Exterior. swamp. And right. what was and, the inspiration really, for this? So this is that's really just the gist of this room. Like I said, if there were to be people in it, there would be, like, people dressed in, like, those ghillie suits, like, hiding around mm-hmm. and, you know, fucking with you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is more so just kind of like a tone setter, you know what I mean? Like, this is just, like, you know what I mean? Because atmosphere, if done right, could be enough. And, of course. Um, honestly, most of the inspiration came from Pumpkinhead. Um, <laughs> That's rad. When, uh, you know, when um, Lance Hendrickson goes to the to that rotted pumpkin patch yeah yeah to uh to uh you know get pumpkin head yeah <laughs> you know do the whole ritual that's pretty much what it you know that's pretty much what inspired it and again <laughs> i just really love a good interior exterior and uh that's exactly what this was I love how we couldn't use movies and stuff, but we all we were we were inspired. I my mine weren't inspired by we were any inspired, movies, but it yeah. is funny how there's inspir. Like you can't yeah. help it. I get it. You at least listen. You guys didn't use characters from movies technically or anything like that. So fair yeah. fair enough. <laughs> so so the next room that our group walked through was was the wake, and this is where the people walk into a dark room and 
and all the skeletons appear on the wall and then right. lights turn off, lights turn on, 10 coffins, investigate all 10 coffins and and find the exit. Now, my this was I didn't I, this just came to me. Uh, it's more so a visual piece. Um, in my mind, if I had a big enough room to have our guest walk through it, all like it would be uh, similar to your swamp, Dave. This would be more interactive than than m- both of my my rooms are more interactive and not in a like extreme haunt sense, but more so in a like a and I, and I have another. Speaking of attractions, I'm going to talk about that later on my second one, but more so just kind of to get our get our our three patrons that are going through this haunt. To kind of just kind of put them on edge because if you're if you're ever if you've ever been into a haunt and you go in a room and you don't see an exit and not very not very very few do that I've been to some that do it but not many do that because they want the guests to kind of continuously walk through the haunt because they have usually long lines but in this room in the wake I want it to be this interactive timed experience where you don't you're confused. And it's like, okay, lights turn on, there's 10 coffins, what do we do? When you're directed to do that, you know that's how you can get out. And if I had one inspiration, it would be kind of like purgatory, in a sense, with the skeletons, the skeletons uh, symbolizing death, and then the awake. So it's kind of like, what's your escape? awake going into a coffin and then being buried and you're dead so it's kind of like you see these skeletons on the wall now you have to look in the coffins eventually finding a coffin going into it into the next room so it's kind of like again in a sense symbolic of purgatory and i feel like that would really put a lot of fear into our guest what i like about this room, your room, is that you said that there was character, there were some characters in the coffins, right? Yes. I like that they don't like jump out and scare no. you. They're just there. I, mm-hmm. I, I do like that. I, mm-hmm. I do appreciate the subtlety of that. That's what I wanted. I wanted to keep it subtle because I yeah. feel like when you go to a haunt, it's always kind of like, blah, like they just jump out and attack. Like, and I wanted yeah. this to be something a little more creepy, more so yeah, creepy I, I, I than like that. jump scary because. If you open up a coffin, if you imagine you're in a haunt, you know, we're, 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 the perspective of our three people, Mary Jane, Jenny, and Ned, and they're one of them, Ned opens up a coffin and inside is just a corpse that ju- all it does is open its eyes. That would be fucking scarier yeah. than yeah, some definitely. dude jumping out at me going booga, booga, booga. So that was <laughs> kind of what I wanted for this first room, the wake, just to kind of creep you out. Without being yeah. so in your face, Fair. into it. All right, Tom. So, so the next the next room was the new haunted house experience, and this uh, this is you you're invited to experience a haunt. You're offered a prize. It turns dark, and you're trapped mm-hmm. in a de- de- decrepit house yes. where someone's pursuing you, and you have to solve puzzles to escape. This was inspired. Um, I kept thinking, like, what gives me a lot of anxiety and paranoia. And I always kept thinking, similar to the, the line of the other one, the anxiety of knowing something or someone is after you. But this one I made more grounded, and I even touched about that before. Uh, there was this game online. It was an independent game. It was called, um, it was called um, Welcome to the, I think it was called like Welcome to the Deep Web or something like that. 
And it's a really fucked up game where <laughs> you're playing a guy who's trying to unlock a cryptid, like an encrypted key to a red room. But by doing that, you have to you know, open up, if you're familiar with the deep web, you have to open up Tor browser. You have mm-hmm. to use, hy- you have to find hyperlinks. You have to scroll mm-hmm. through pages. And like every urban legend of what's on the deep web is in the game. And you have to scatter through these like awful websites to try and find yeah. this key code. And if you're not careful, somebody, because that's the thing, one of the fears of like, on like monitoring, you know, without monitoring your internet, somebody could be tracking you. So while you're mm-hmm. trying to find this key, uh, you also have to watch out your window because if it, mm. you see your window open, that means someone's broken in and you have to hide mm-hmm. before they catch you. And it's this huge anxiety thing of like trying to find, and then like the websites you're going through are horrible. Like, Okay. There's an urban legend of the doll maker. Have you ever heard of the doll maker? No, nope. I've never heard of it. It's that, a no. fucked up story. Luckily it's not real, but it's an old <laughs> urban legend that's spread on like 4chan and stuff like that of okay. a of a guy who for like millions of dollars in like Eastern Europe would abduct girls and turn them into living dolls for his clients. And Jesus, it, that's fucking like, crazy. It's really <laughs> fucked up. And you had to go to websites like this to find keys and there's like you know typical like there are what you know it would also hint to websites that actually did exist at one time like Mm -hmm. like the silk road we all know the silk road Mm -hmm. at one point was a real place you can visit to buy you know drugs yeah so it's like it's this weird interaction of like this dark criminal underground you're trapped in this house knowing that somebody from this world like this underground world where there is shit like abduction of people and shit like that and you have to escape before one of the most vile things could happen to you that that terrifies me so i have two questions for you tom yeah the first question is the video game that you're talking about is does puppet combo make it no it's not made by puppet combo Damn it! <laughs> i wish i wish he made it um and the other thing i wanted to ask was so i am not the whole deep web the whole 4chan all that shit reddit that is not my thing i never Mm. i never chose to go down that path um you're a better person what is what is a red room all right i have um, no idea what it is well (laughs) when it comes to the deep web there's the deep web which exists it's anything that's it's like a layer of internet that's underneath the internet we're familiar with everything we do is like Mm. surface level very very familiar with yeah it's tracked by your internet provider the deep web is like unencrypted connections that ha- are peer to peer. So a lot of haunt, like these random stories would pop up of like some of the most wild things. Most of them are fake. Like as horrifying as it sounds, luckily there is no doll maker in real life. <laughs> that that fucks with me so hard. That that's terrifying. Dude, the dark web is just a scary fucking place yeah. from what I've heard and and like just read. Yeah. So. So it's like, a place I, I try to avoid as much as possible. I've never been on it, but yeah, I, I will avoid going on any any dark web if anyone, even if someone's telling me they're going to go on the dark yeah. web and I'm right next to them. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, the red rooms are, I think at one point they were a real thing. Nowadays, though, credit to the powers that be and the government agencies are much <laughs> better at cracking down on these. So yeah. there's very little of this, at least in yeah. America. But red rooms were... Think of think of hostile, but what but a webcast. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> All right, Dave. So, uh, what's the uh, your so, your second room? You you talked a bit so, about it already. Is there anything else you want to add? 
Yeah, so briefly, you know, just really briefly, um, again, I had this dream when I was really young, and I was not familiar with H.R. Geiger. I was not familiar with anything. And, and coincidentally, I, I, I am a sanitation worker. Um, yeah, I, I this is just a dream that I had. And again, this, is, this goes back to me. This is like my, one of my first memories, period, is this yeah. dream. And, Such an um, odd dream to have. With yeah, you know, it's all the HR, you know, like all the HR Geiger stuff that you didn't even, you didn't even know who HR Geiger yeah. was. So weird. No idea. F- so, funny thing, because because Tom mentioned uh, Resident Evil Village. There's an entire like level, like basically a boss fight. Like the, his entire world is like in this like steampunk kind of place and it's very yeah. reminiscent of your room funny enough oh. i know i know you haven't played the game for a f- i know you haven't nope. and it's just funny how close because you mentioned cyborgs well, i'd love like, to oh, it'd be see cool it. to have cyborgs you said cyborgs right yeah with, like, drill arms. and there's a lot of like cyborgs with drills in in the game it's so it's That's funny amazing. how you unintentionally basically describe that entire world this factory from Resident Evil Village. That's oh, just funny. Oh, Dave, you would love it. There's one <laughs> enemy that's just a man whose entire torso has been, like he, the the guy put like a a, a plane engine yeah. inside of him. Like his upper half is a plane engine, but the propellers are chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, it's so, so it's a great. it's an airplane propeller <laughs> chainsaw man. Well, I would. I'm gonna have to watch. I have, I have no knowledge of any of this so i will have to look it up it's a good game it was good i beat it twice it was very good i believe it (laughs) so the final room my second room the ritual um you know again involves our group walking into a room finding a handmade large pentagram on the floor ghetto blaster playing some post-punk old post-punk post-punk music and bags over the head they hear this ritual being played out, thinking the people they're with are being slaughtered and people are having an orgy and all that good stuff. And then they're just removed and saved by this unseen figure and pushed out of the room, exiting our that. haunt, the haunted hangover, uh, house of terror ending. or <laughs> house of terror. Is that what I said? <laughs> house sure. of terror. Why not? Um, my inspiration simply was just the like eighties satanic panic. That was kind of my inspiration for it. And a little bit of uh, Dave, you and I have talked about our dream Halloween night, hanging out in a cemetery, mm-hmm. blasting like metal or whatever, post-punk sure. on a, on a boombox and just hanging out and drink. Well, you don't drink, but me drinking and whoever else we're with and a jack-o'-lantern with costumes. So our, uh, our perfect Halloween night, uh, that was the inspiration. Um, I also have always loved attractions that you sound to fuck with people and on mm-hmm. the subject of like Disney and universal, like we talked about with Tom's previous pick with Jurassic park and, and jaws and uh, the Pompeii ride. Like you mentioned, Dave, there's an old ride called alien encounter that used to used to be at magic kingdom in Disney. And that ride basically you're so there's this whole storyline. I'm not going to get into it, but basically you're in a room. Uh, this man eating alien shows up in the center in this like transportation tube and the lights are going on and off and he breaks free and with the use of sound and effects because you're locked into this chair it feels like the alien is touching you trying to pull you out of the seat breathing on you spitting on you doing all that shit 
So I was trying to recreate something like that, but with a satanic cult and without the use of he- without the use of headphones. So yeah, that was kind of my inspiration. I feel like there's no need for you to see real blood, real violence, you know, none of that gore, monsters, supernatural shit, just with the power of our ears and sound making you think the people you're with are being slaughtered or fucked because again there were moans of pleasure in the uh, <laughs> oh boy <laughs> pumping through the room mm-hmm. um that's kind of what i was going for like a really simple room that looks intimidating but in reality you're just laying on the floor of this room with a sack on your head hearing everything and i just thought that's really cool and effective and inexpensive and would really work to kind of like fuck with your, your you know, your people, Definitely. people that you have. I mean, with the people you have coming to your haunt and our group of fictional people, it would just really mess with them. It'd be a great way to end a haunt and kind of just leave you with like, goddamn, like what the fuck? Like you're just picturing all this shit in your mind and none of it is actually happening, happening. It's just someone hitting play on something and you hearing it. And thinking it's happening. And there will be, like I said, a little elements where maybe we'll have one of the scare actors touching you with like a sword or blade or something. Kind of to freak you out. But nothing too intense. So I, I want to uh, touch on one thing. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure Tom, because you brought up yes. Alien Encounter. I'm pretty sure Tom has gone to this haunt mm-hmm. as well. Tom, did you go to that haunt? I think it was in 2018 or 2017 where you go into like it's 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 space it's like it's like evil alien themed <laughs> and you go into like you walk into a room and you're greeted by a cyborg and then all of a sudden Darkness like there's an alien rising. yes so it we was, both went to this was, haunt separately yeah go ahead it was in it the company used to run it in Massapequa oh, okay. and i remember loving it it was very much an experience haunt like there wasn't as many jump scare actors, but it was a lot more about creating a creepy environment. And I remember loving it when it was in Massapequa. Then they relocated to Farmingdale in Fun Zone. Like they literally <laughs> took over like a spot in Fun Zone, and that's where this alien attraction was. And, and that's yeah, Dave, you can describe. Yeah. So you you walk in and see that it it has a great premise, and it starts off so good. Like, I wanted it to be, like, I wanted it to be as good as this start off. And you're greeted by, like, a cyborg, and, and it's talking to you. And, uh, Tom, were you, are you supposed to be, like, prisoners? Are you are we, like, prisoners on the ship, and they're trying to get yes. us to, like, a... And, and, like, the crew comes in, and they, held, they hold you hostage, and then suddenly they get, you know, they get sidetracked. And, and it, the only, what yes. sucks about this haunt is that it starts off with a bang... And then it got lazy and it's just really just walking around rooms with like two people in it. And it's just like lazily put together set pieces. They put a lot of work into it, but it, it was, I guess the budgeting, it was hard to spread all the work efficiently throughout. But the plot, if I remember was you were being, you were, you were prisoners set to be transported, but an infection takes over the ship. An alien infection has spread amongst the ship. And all the crew have been infected by this parasite or infection. Mm. Sounds, it's sounds a great promising. Yeah, that's that's a bummer that it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked I liked it a lot. It was okay. I, I really liked it. 
Being honest, because the opening was so strong and some of the rooms were really good, I enjoyed the mm. whole thing. But there were some rooms that were lacking. But it, it, it never felt like a lack of trying. It felt mm. like more a like spreading of the budget really okay. thing. Because the way it opened was phenomenal. Yeah, that's how some sometimes that's what uh, what what's wrong with haunts. It's all like style, no substance, and that's kind of trust me. I've been in haunts yeah. like that. So so before we close out here, sure. I, I want you guys to tell me what do you think Mary Jane, Jenny, and Ned will feel after leaving all of these rooms. How do you how do you think they will physically feel mentally and physically? I mean, after leaving. Like these six rooms, Tom. What what do you Pike. think? <laughs> Violated. Oh man! All right, Tom. Especially after my last room. <laughs> yes, especially after your last room. <laughs> what about you, Dave? Hype the fuck up for Halloween season. Hell yeah! Um, I I think what's good about all of our rooms is we we got a little bit of everything, man. You got a werewolf. Yeah. You've got a yeah. swamp. You've got, you know, you've got a, 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 not a morgue, but like this creepy wake. You've got Satanism. Yeah. You've got satanic panic type people, you know, a cult. You've got all that good stuff. You've got Tom's weird, elaborate, uh, <laughs> what is it, uh, escape room segment in the, yeah. in the middle there <laughs> to, to fuck with people. I think they'd leave happy. Maybe yeah, a little yeah, a, sure. emotionally confused, but they'll, they'd leave happy. They'll be you know, excited. There's something that I was I was holding on to. I wanted to mention this at the end, is that when you go to a haunted house, and I don't know if you guys would agree or not, um, I like waiting online not at the so haunted do I. house. Like so I, do I love being in that atmosphere, in that setting, seeing the hijinks going on, seeing most most haunted houses hire actors to be outside and fuck around with people. I love being out in that yeah. and waiting online, the anticipation of going into the haunted house. Even if you even if you've been to it before and you know what's gonna happen, it's still fun. That's no, the whole yeah. thing. Haunted houses are fun. Yeah. And I agree. it doesn't haunted matter if they're corny. Is, yeah. It doesn't matter if you know what, they're just a lot of fun to do. So I just wanted to bring up the whole anticipation part, because I really do love that almost just as much as the haunted house. Yeah. I think if this, if if our our uh, twenty twenty one create a haunt, if this this if this haunted hangover's house of terror for this year existed, I think our uh, our guests would leave very happy. I agree. Hi everyone, Howard here. It's been a while. Anyway, I was given the task to give a shout out to our patrons this month. We'd like to thank Arachnid Andrew R for his support. If you're unaware. We release an exclusive Patreon podcast every month, as well as giving you a spooky nickname right here on the show. Head over to patreon.com backslash hauntedhangover31 for more info. Speaking of arachnid, I haven't seen a spider in my house for a while. Usually it's crawling with them. It's one of the reasons why I bought it. Very strange. I'm gonna go take a look around. I'll catch you guys later. So that was our 2021 Create a Haunt. Tom, thank you so much for being on the show again, third time. Thanks, bud. Yes, thank you. No, it's it always a pleasure. a pleasure to be here. Yes. Where can people find you? Um, be sure to look up our podcast to pitch that again. I'm very proud of where we've gotten. It's Remember the Zero Zero S podcast on Instagram, as well as Remember the Aughts on Spotify, Google, all the places podcasts are found. 
Uh, you can find me personally at Tommy Valley 13 on Instagram. If you just type in Tommy Valley 13, I will probably show up in most places. You can find me on Discord at Satanic Sam hashtag 2475. Hit me up on there. It's a fun gaff. I host movie nights. It's a fun time. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover. And if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Booze. Later, guys. (laughs) 